you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. His family members were some of the baddest motherflowers balling throughout New York City in their day. His dad not only played professionally in the NBA, but was one half of the duo that started the Rucker Pro Tournament. This Harlemite attended All Hallows High School in the Bronx, where he led them to back-to-back Catholic High School Championship Finals, taking home the chip in their first appearance. He proceeded to earn a college scholarship and play collegiately at Iona College, where he became the first player in Iona history to record four straight 100-plus assist seasons. While there, he also earned three MAC all-academic selections and graduated with an accounting degree. Today, he's the head coach of the All Hallows varsity basketball team, math teacher, and active participant in his father, Bob McCullough's Each One Teach One program. On this episode of Dribble and Dimes, Marvin McCullough. <laughs> we keeping that. Yo, we keeping keepin that. Everything. Welcome to another episode of Dribble and Dimes. I am Manny Digital. And this is Emilio the Poet. And with us today we have, uh, let's see, All Hallows graduate, Iona graduate, All Hallows men's varsity basketball coach. Head coach. Well, they're only men over there, so yeah, technically that's all, uh, all it is. It's Young men. Uh, Mr. Marvin McCullough. <laughs> welcome welcome to the program, Marvin. Thanks. Um, that's hilarious. Yo, so you uh, you starting this off just like your cousin Jerry. Uh-huh. Uh, Jerry was very low-key, kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. So we're going to need, you're from Harlem, yes? Yeah. Okay, so I need the Harlem swag to come through the, the microphone. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a difference. You I, maybe you guys are like used to the, the Dame Dash camera. No, no, no. Oh. We haven't had one of those. You know, yelling, you know, Harlem guys. Mm-hmm. But then you got the Mace, you know, slow, the slow, soft, yeah. you know, spoken guys. So it's a it's a mixture. You know, Harlem okay. is it's not just one particular. We're going by what TV says, bro. That's what we're going by. Camera on. Camera did y'all dirty. So so then I need to watch the heights again. (laughs) Yo, so thank you for joining us. Um, No problem. I know you were a little hesitant at first. At least that's what it seemed like. But uh, I appreciate you coming out here. All the way out here. Was it a far trip? Yeah, I guess. You in Manhattan? You'd rather not say? That's fine. Whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm a Harlem guy. You you want to be incognito? That's cool. Yo, so um, you have a lineage that is very basketball-centric. Um, I know, you know, just doing a little bit of research on you, there's a lot of references to the McCullough clan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, what I don't know is, well, I know about Bob McCullough. I know about Jerry. I know about you. 
how big is this clan? It's not. It's not big. Okay. It started with my father, from what we know. Okay. And yeah. your father is Bob McCullough. Bob, right? Yeah. And, and so, as far as the influences go, I mean, was it from Jump that you were pretty much involved in basketball as as a kid? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's historically known that my father uh, founded or co-founded uh, the Rucker Pro Tournament after. Mm-hmm. You know, all these guys, mentors, uh, passed away. Holcomb Rucker. You know, they continued the uh, the pro part of what he started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe Donald Adams and the rest of those guys did the the youth uh, Holcomb Rucker tournament mm-hmm. with the college division and and down. And Fred Crawford and Bob McCullough. Yo, when you coach on. when you coaching the kids, you talk like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yo, wait, wait. I, I tried to. <laughs> I just want to say this. I just want to say this, man. I know you're very subtle in talk, but you, this man just said, ladies and gentlemen, his father founded. No, co founded. Co founded. Co founded. Yeah, get this right. Co founded. <laughs> All right, but well, that's what we're here for. Listen, you co founded. Listen, my father found some shit. He's going to say it. You found it. Fred Crawford was very instrumental in. And all this stuff too. I get it. I listen. We ain't talking about him right now. We're talking about your daddy right but now. You but we can't talk, talk about, about one him. without the other. All right, ladies and gentlemen, extend the political <laughs> shit. Let me get my can I get my spiel out? Goddamn. Let me get it. I'm driving right here. Yo, we're hitting the break. Listen. Your father co-founded Rucker Park. Give it up for that, goddammit. Are you kidding me? So when we say that, when we say that, I want to be clear. So the naming of the park was one of the initial steps in that process, correct? Or was it the creation of that park from Get that they were with the whole history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have to call him up. He's next. He's next on the list. As best you know. I wasn't born. (laughs) We're not going to hold you accountable. He ain't tell you no shit. He ain't tell you no shit. Huh? No, it's, it's written. Well, I don't read. You got, very well. you got, but you said you did your homework. You <laughs> wow. said you did the history on me. A little bit. That's little that's, bit. that's part of it. But I don't. Uh, it didn't start where, where you guys know Rucker Park to be. Okay. No, so I knew as that. Far yeah, as, different location. As far as that park is concerned, I guess you can say they uh, made that park, you know, world mm-hmm. famous or whatever the case is. But mm-hmm. obviously, uh, at this point in time, uh, as well as Greg. You know, he did his his part too, mm-hmm. as far as uh, keeping it, enhancing it. You know, bringing you know other guys into the park. You know, well documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Stern, Bill Clinton, and you know all, all those guys. Uh, he was he was the marketing muscle, Greg, in the latter part. I mean, it was it was his show in the, right, in the right, latter right. part. The it's his, yeah. It was his program, his tournament. You know. Um, and I just think my pops chose the the right guy to uh, keep that that fame going, you right. know, and and a, a, a stingy guy too, you know, not wanting to let anybody in to take anything away from the community, anything away from the park, and you know, I, in some instances is good, some instances is bad, but you know, that's that's what it was, and you know, he was. It was great, you know, to uh, continue the history of of that that park, mm-hmm. you know, and you know those two guys were re- very clear on separating the two tournaments, but uh, keeping you know the park, the park, right, mm-hmm. having so, the park be kind of one of the, the main attractions, right. if you will. So uh, they were they were big on 
letting Greg's tournament be Greg's tournament and the uh, Rucker Pro tournament being that history that's is is done. But you know, like they have a, a Rucker Park Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know. That. Don't quote me on that. That's fine. You probably, we don't have don't facts to, here. Probably don't need to keep that either. But. <laughs> That's the one beautiful but, um, thing about this podcast. We do no editing. So all so, of it's coming out. <laughs> so you call for all, <laughs> it's coming out. All right. <laughs> so take take us back. When when I, What's your I earliest can't. memory? No, you personally. <laughs> your <Okay>. personal <laughs> earliest memory yeah. of like seriously getting into basketball. What did that look like? Gaucho's gym. Mm. Oh, so what? You just walked up in, then you was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in." I was, <coughs> from what I could remember, about four or five. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's. And so, what was it? You, you, did you walk in and you saw people balling, or you got an opportunity to just grab a ball and get busy? Nah, I was just the way that I am. What? You in the corner somewhere just observing? No, just not in the corner, but just sitting there. And my brother did the work for me, and I fell in behind him. Okay, uh, I was a tag along. Oh, gotcha. I see. I see. That's dope, man. Like so, because I mean, for me, it's a natural occurrence for you to um, obviously be vested in basketball because of your father and the lineage you have in your family. Like I feel like that's just the culture. Did you feel like that? Like growing up, like it was just so around you. Like naturally, just jumping in. Or? What? I don't think anybody in that uh, position would feel like they're in whatever it is that you just mentioned, but it's just it was regular. I don't understand your answer. I, <laughs> I don't get what, what you didn't. You didn't feel the pressure, not necessarily the pressure, but like the influence didn't necessarily guide you in that direction. What just, what influence? I, I mean, the father. I'm, I'm five years old. I don't know about any influence. <laughs> You're not seeing like your cousin Jerry, right. for instance. You see, so no one, really, So basically, you walked in just because your brother walked in. Your father had nothing to do with it. Nothing. No, I, nothing. I was, I was five. I, yeah, my father had something to do with it. All right, I'm a, all right, let me, I'm gonna talk to you about me. I'm five years old, right? right. I'm fi- now. I'm talking to me. Five years old. I'm watching cartoons, right? I'm watching cartoons because my brother's watching cartoons. So I have that. Right there. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I recollect that at five years old. I watched cartoons all the way up until damn near now. You see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that influence was there. I'm, we're saying it because your lineage of basketball, it makes sense that you would jump into basketball. But if no one that, told that's, you what that. That's what, that's what makes sense. I mean, he's around basketball. He's running tournaments. And he has to take care of his kids, right? You know, there's. Fathers out here not taking That's care of their sure. kids. That is assumed. We're out there with him, and you know we have a village behind us. Obviously, he has work to do, and you know somebody else has duties to make sure that we're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so we're around basketball, so it's just natural that you get Rapid. into it. You know, somehow, some way, whether it's uh, watching, spectating, uh, table announcing. Whatever it is, you will get into the sport somehow, some way. Right, right. Either that or you will resent it. Yeah, that's, that's true. real. That's real. I mean, that, so for me, like, um, so I think going back to just on that same scope right there, the I, I don't like to assume myself personally. It should be implied that you have a father that raises you when you're so close. But I'll give you an example. In baseball, Cecil Fielder. Remember Cecil Fielder? Yeah. I don't know if you know the story about Cecil Fielder. Not really, but I kind of, yeah. Okay, so 
Cecil Fielder, this great baseball player, his son grows up to play baseball. Shout out to the Yankees. Shout out to Bronx Bomb was right That's next right. door to All Hallows High School. That's yeah, nah, <laughs> y'all shout out. I ain't doing that. Uh, that's, that's all dead for me. But anyhow, anyhow, that's a dope plug, by the way. Dope, <laughs> dope segue. Dope segue. <laughs> oh, Hollows and Yankees. All right. He, he threw you off. He did what he was trying to do. See? You know, slick, see. bro. He's slick, man. He's slick. Um, shout out to the Caps out here. Capricorn's doing their thing. Anyway, um, I say that to say this. You would assume that a father's duties would be what you say. Take care of the household, be there. But what I later learned through Cecil Field and his son was that, that that wasn't a true bond that they had. As a matter of fact, there was bitterness and resentment. So even though it is a, it should be assumed that a father carries out his duties, I don't necessarily know that because I don't like to assume because there is, you know. Things happen. Things happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why we ask. When I ask, I never like to jump in and say, yeah, your father did his homework or job one way or another. Because, again, I'm not in a household, so I can't speak on the inside so when we ask you these questions I don't like to assume anything we're just going that makes sense. like yo you give me your take you know you don't have to share it because I ain't trying to this ain't about bad and your father just it's just trying to like walking us through your world from your perspective so that you know we learn because from my end for me I mean whether or not I don't know if you're subtly talking about it just because it just is who you are as far as your demeanor but for me like you being a part of such history like in New York City for me that's dope like that's like you know, basketball lore, like royalty, in my opinion. I know that's just whatever it is. Like, you being attached to, to Rucker Park, and then for all that to branch out to what it is for you today as far as your family, for me, that's like hip-hop, like not hip-hop royalty, but basketball royalty. So, well, how do you I, feel about that? I mean, I, I wouldn't – see, from the outside perspective, listen, this was great. You know, he did a great thing. You know, we had fun. You know, we saw everything. For me, on, on the inside – you know that's that's what he does. Right. You know it's like a. It's nothing. It's super like it's like a it's like a teacher. You right. know, the the <laughs> students would praise a teacher, but for the teacher, you know, this is just my job. Mm-hmm. Right. I get it. You know. I do get it. And Damn. you know that's just something that that he did. Right. You know. Um, no, I get it. It it comes from a a different place from somebody who was in need or in need of saving or you know an outlet. Mm-hmm. You know. This is the greatest man ever. Right. I mean, I live with him. I don't <laughs> really know how great he was, but he was great for you. You right. know, yeah, it. he was great for me, but in a different right. in a different way. I get it. That's dope. You know, so. so you got into gauchos, or it, it was like your first memory of getting involved in the game. How quickly after that initial, say, walking into that gym, did you actually start playing with a team? With a team? Yeah. I was five. Oh wow! Wow, that's I didn't even realize see, they had that young <coughs> team. Me neither. They did. They didn't. Oh okay. <laughs> so um, I, they still have the Saturday Sunday program, mm-hmm. and they have two sides. I think one side is eleven and up if it's still the same, or twelve and up, and then uh, the other side is the younger guys. So we were on the younger side. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Julius and Alan Ray, we were over there before. Mr. Page and you know a lot of guys follow Mr. Page. Julius um, Hodge, just in case anybody's confused out or there. Shout out to you. <laughs> and uh, you know Allen and a few other guys, Andre Barrett. You know, uh, well Allen is from over there by Hollows, mm-hmm. but they follow Mr. Page up to Kips Bay. So you know it was just I'm from Harlem. I don't know. 
we were staying over there. But Mr. Page was instrumental in getting us to uh, work out, train, uh, play at the Gauchos. Uh, he's the one who saw my brother and my father said, you got to take the, the younger guy, too. He mm-hmm. said, okay. <laughs> so, and this is but, at five. We're still talking five years old? Yeah. Wow. I think I was four. Damn. But so you asked me about what I remember. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. For yeah sure. Sure. We ain't going to fact check you. Well, no, worry, that's man. impressive enough. Right but there. but so you were playing with Alan Ray, Julius Hodge. And a few other guys. Dre Barrett. He was um, a, a I don't, ahead of you, I think. I don't really. Uh, my memory of Dre Barrett is probably, it's, it's, it's later than that. Okay. You know, but right. I, don't, I don't think, I'm not sure if Dre was over there or not, but... Uh, I think I was maybe nine years old. When he starts coming mm-hmm. into your brain. Yeah. Gotcha. That's crazy. So so you, how close were you guys? I mean, I'm assuming you guys kind of follow a similar path on your way up in basketball. Yeah. Uh, Dre's a little older. Yeah. Well, at that time, two, three years is is a lot older. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, um, uh, yeah, Three, Don't worry three, about four the facts, years. bro. Relax, kid. <laughs> but um, I mean, that's just me. But uh, played against, uh, played with Julius. Mm-hmm. Played against Allen. Told you he went up Kips to Bay. Kips Bay. You know they had a lot of a lot of battles, a lot of great battles. Um, playing in these youth leagues and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. No, that's all good. I have a question. Um, this this is not necessarily in the timeline of you being five years old. Just, just in general, I have a general question. Because your demeanor is one thing. And I wonder, how would you describe yourself in terms of on the court as a player? I don't know. You, can I tell you how some people have said you are? And tell that's, me if you've that's heard the, this. That's the only place you could be able to get but that I, from. But I want to confirm if you've heard this yourself from these people. I have. So people tell <laughs> people tell me the quintessential New York point guard, uh, consummate leader. Okay. Uh, and, and I don't know how to phrase it exactly, but like when you you only speak when there's a reason to speak. Does that make sense? It's like you're not just out there just carrying I don't, on. I don't like to talk. Right. Well, <laughs> we, we can see that. <laughs> but, but on the court, like, it's almost like you open your mouth and everybody in the team is listening. Because they got your, that respect for you, but also because what you have to say typically is important, not just fluff. You know what I mean? How, how, are those things that you've heard? Not quite that in depth. I didn't really talk to my teammates like that. Oh, you know, wow. as far as as far as like how they interpret, right. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what what I'm saying to them, or you know what you think about when I talk. <laughs> no, at 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 those ages, you know, you don't really talk about those things. You know, right. it's a good game. Where we going? Something to eat? You know, we go to movies. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself on the court? Like like you got a dog in you, or you have like a killer mentality. As at, far as it goes, you know, winning at times, games. right? When when it's necessary, mm, I right. guess. But it was never a situation where you approach the game nonchalantly. Like your your intention was always to maximize the win? W. Yeah. Yeah. Because, right. mm-hmm. like we said, you very laid back and chill. Right, right, right. But I know from the stories we've heard, right. that's not the case on the court. Okay. 
I mean, I'm, I'm so because so where I'm at with what this is, I I think my brother when I would say the same. I couldn't see myself because I didn't. I didn't see you play, so I can't appreciate it from that vantage point. This is why we asking you these questions. I can't see a person that's super laid back be a dog on the court. And I think those are two. Like, if you super laid back, a person could probably mistake that for being lazy. Not saying that you are, but like you're like whatever, like carefree, careless. Like we win cool, we lose cool. I'm not obviously for you to get any type of accolades, I'm assuming that that's not the case in you because if you were lazy, we wouldn't probably even be here. You probably wouldn't be a coach. I'm not saying that you are. But that, do you want to, is that fair to, to assume? I can understand that. Okay, good. So that's where I'm at with that. But I wonder, because again, I had not, we didn't see you play. I didn't see him play. I wonder what, where this ended in terms of, or did it ever end? Did, am I mistaken it? Like you were, you're always still calm. You're still like down to earth. You're still, Settled, you're still here. You know what I mean? Like you're not too high, not too low. I, I really can't be that high. Like I spoke about uh, Alan Ray, mm -hmm. Julius Hodge, for sure, and Andre Barrett. Mm -hmm. Two of those guys, are all Americans. Mm -hmm. Two of those guys played in. Well, all three of those guys played in the NBA. Right. Uh, how could I be somewhere up there? And I'm talking about those guys who I played against. Can't really be up there if I wasn't up there with them. Oh, I see. What you're I know. I say so, okay, um, right, right. No, 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 no. Again, this and is the as I mean, this is you talked about this being the mecca, you know, and this being you know New York tri-state area, mm -hmm. and and you guys talk about that dog, and I really can't talk about myself because you play against uh, some guy that you know. Uh, Majestic Map, mm -hmm. uh, Kenny Satterfield, yes. uh, Kenneth Satterfield. Yeah. He ain't going as Kenneth, did he? No, his nah, name man. is his name is Kenny Satterfield. <laughs> Kenny Satterfield, man. you know Kenneth. We uh, about to talk. Shout out to you, brother. <laughs> and uh, you talk about those guys, and can't then talk about how great I was or whatever it is that people say. I, how could how could that possibly be? If I wasn't up there with them, right? No, for sure. You know, so sure. do, you, do you, I don't get the sense that you are, but do you <coughs> feel like somehow you're in their shadow because you came up with a lot of those guys? No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, good. I don't know. No shadow. <laughs> I, I I thrive to play against those guys. Okay. So however it measures up, that's how it measures up. For sure. For I sure. Don't, I don't really care. So actually, a follow up question now. Um, how do you feel? you fared against that competition in that climate. And again, I know that where you went, but how do you feel personally like, yo, did you hold your own? Did you feel like they were just- they I've, were I've, like, I've heard that. That you've heard, heard your you've own? Held your own, yeah. okay, okay. Who of the, of the people that you've named was probably the stiffest competition to your recollection, if there was any? I don't. Or was it pretty even across the board? Wasn't played against Kenny maybe twice, I don't know. Okay. Three times. Okay. Andre a, a, a few more times because he's a year younger, but right. Andre, me, they played together, so right. I wasn't really guarding Kenny. <laughs> right, okay. so, I get it, I get it. You, were guarding you know, point. yeah. So I mean, Andre Barrett was really good, fast, right. yeah, could shoot it, pass, and, you know. He was very good. I have another <laughs> question specific to your uh, game. 
what did you like? What did, what did you most enjoy to do? Like, some people have an onus for deep. Not saying you, it doesn't have to be just one thing, but like, for example, I love to pass the ball. Like, I love it. Like, if, if you take anything away, I love, I love to distribute. I don't know where I get that from Pippen, Magic Johnson, et cetera, but I just love it. Is there anything that you enjoy doing? Like, yo, you got this. Like, if, if all else fails, this is something I lean on. Uh, no, I don't. Is that because you love all of it or because it's all kind of the same to you? I mean, I would like to think that I, I at least tried to do what was necessary at the time for the team that I had. Um, I get it. There was times I was asked to score. There was times I was asked to be a quote-unquote shooter. times I was asked to be a, a general, a regular point guard, passer, whatever it is. I don't I mean, each game presented itself differently. I get it. I want to understand, so again, we clarified you're a Harlem cat. You ended up at All Hollows High School. Yep. I'm curious, again, Rice, yeah, Rice was still around when you were in high, mm-hmm. high school. What prevented you from going to Rice or a, another school that wasn't All Hollows? Or, or what prompted you to go to All Hollows on the positive side? Uh, one of my teammates, Bobby Santiago. Okay. He kind of like orchestrated our our whole class, you know, that went to uh, Old Hollows. Mm. You know, um, his, Rand- his Randy, brother. Randy was already there, right? Yeah, Randy is two years ahead two, of us. Two right. years. So, um, Randy was was there with you, you guys' guy, uh, Charles Henson. Henson. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. so, Bobby's responsible. Was it ever a thought for you to go, say, to Rice? Was like as you're approaching high school. Yeah, I mean it was a thought, but you know, and I guess I looked at it, you know, saw Andre Barrett and those guys there, and it's like, you know, I wanted to play against them, mm-hmm. you know, and that was that was pretty much it. That's dope. That's dope. So you en- you entered with again. You said Bobby was instrumental in forming that that freshman group that entered. Mm-hmm. When you got there, what did you, what team did you end up playing <coughs> with? What level? Um, I played varsity, but I didn't. From the gate. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't wow. play with those guys. So Bobby put together the squad that was coming in freshman year. Mm-hmm. You got elevated, mm-hmm. and the rest of that crew remained in the freshman squad. Mm-hmm. So what? How was that like? I was like, because uh, <laughs> we we weren't winning okay. on the varsity level, and those guys on the freshman level were were winning, so they was experiencing a lot of success. Mm-hmm. So it was for me. It was like a waiting game, I guess. You know, um, and enjoying the the stories. You know, and at the same time, like damn, you know, and we ain't winning. <laughs> so, yeah. But y'all wasn't like dead last. Y'all were like competing like in the middle of the pack, I, I believe. Uh, those those maybe couple my, years, my sophomore year. Okay, sophomore year was uh, better than my freshman year. Freshman year was going through a lot of internal stuff. You know, mm-hmm. had some talent, but. You know, I mean, it could be my fault, but I don't know. Your freshman year? Yeah. Why? Why would you say that? I was a freshman. <laughs> oh, but you? Do you and you were like starting? The, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So you feel like the, a lot of the onus was on you early on, and that probably was like too much for you to handle at that time. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk in basketball, but nobody thinks about the uh, the psychology else. of it. Right. You know what's going on in guys' heads. You know, mm-hmm. as far as. Uh, you know what's going on with the team, how they feel about things, different things like that. 
And, you know, you got kids who have temper tantrums. And right. You got kids that sit in the corner and don't talk to nobody, you know, different things. So right. you never know what's going on in a, in a person's head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some things, not, not anything that's said, but if you talk about, you know, the different individual talent that was on that team, we should have done a lot better than right. eight games won. So, mm. do you? How do you feel that experience right there that you speak of has helped you today as a head coach for All Hollows, of course? Uh, uh, it helps a lot. You know, when you go through those experiences, you you kind of like use those when you bring up a sophomore like uh, Chad Hewitt or Kiefer Punter, Cameron Otiti. When you bring those those sophomores up that played at All Hollows. Um, you try to uh, explain to the team, you know, why certain things happen, you know, why, you know, why you're bringing them up, you know, what their responsibilities are, uh, pretty much try to let them know who to be around, you know, to kind of help, help with the maturity level, mm-hmm. you know, um, and to try to create some type of uh, bond with those guys as opposed to resentment and, you know, somebody coming up to take my spot, you know, different things like that. Right. So I, I try to, you know, with the psychological part of it, try to make things a little easier as far as the transition is concerned. That's awesome. So you entered Ohalo's freshman. You got bumped straight away to, to the Vars team. You, you mentioned it was a waiting game. I know you guys were at one point nationally ranked. Was that your senior season? That was my junior was season and junior. my senior season. So those two years. Yeah. How many of the kids that you started with or that you were supposed to start with in the freshman team were now at your junior season a part of that? There were. Like a good that, chunk? That, uh, that Bobby put together. Mm-hmm. It was five of us. That made it to the junior team, junior season. Sorry, Vars team that you were on in the junior season. Yeah. Okay. It was it was five of us. Uh, a few guys got kicked out. A couple guys left. Uh, was that like the starting five that ended up being? No. Okay. No. We. Uh, it was four of us in that starting lineup. Oh, okay. So did you? Now that you've got. I'm just, for lack of a better term, like your boys. Not that the team you were with did weren't, but like this was the intended group that you were going to start off your basketball career at Ohio with. No, those were my boys. Right, right, <laughs> right. So now that you got that nucleus, right, did your confidence just level up? Or was it a combination of like your experiences, you personally as like, I'm assuming you were like the leader of the squad when, when they came up. How, how did you come into that season mentally? Well, I was excited. Um, you probably wouldn't think so, but yeah, I was. <laughs> I want to know what that looks yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to ask too. That was my follow-up <laughs> question. Are there backflips involved? Like, how do we do this? What's he's, up, G? <laughs> half a smile, <laughs> some teeth. You know, um, I, I just knew that we were going to be a lot more competitive and, you know, and and won a lot of games, yeah. which we did. So right. that was that right. was it. How far did y'all go? 
in each of those seasons? Unfortunately, we lost in the uh, the quarterfinals of the uh, intersectionals. Okay. But we are uh, sorry, but we beat St. Raymond's in the. Don't be oh, sorry. No, no, be sorry. In the Arch I'm mad. Sorry. That wasn't mad before. Who I'm pissed it? off? That, you? that was your senior year. <laughs> yo, you're good with timeline, yo. He's, yo, he got the t- he got from five to now like mapped out. You, you was two thousand years. You, yo, he's just good at math. Yo. You're good great at, math. at that. Your timeline skills is crazy. All right, but um, you know we we were I guess picked or chosen probably behind St. Raymond's to uh to win it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I spoke to those guys, and they were pretty excited to lose that game after they figure out, you know, who they had, who who the matchups were, <laughs> oh. you know, different things like that. We had a, we had a terrible road to the championship. So <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean, we lost our first game, so you know, to Malloy, it was really tough. Mm-hmm. You know, they were uh, top five in the city at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and we got them in, in our first. Uh, playoff game after a long break, you know, so and we lost uh, one of our senior guards Mm. so that really hurt you know um, and I think try to move uh, my boy Ronald Ramon up, Mm -hmm. he told me no so (laughs) you know, so that that really hurt not having that uh, scoring guard coming off the bench for us, um, and James Brown, he was he 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 scored <laughs> when he got on the floor. Mr. Buckets. Yeah, he uh, he was what he he was just waiting for one of us to get in foul trouble so he can get in the game. Like, <laughs> you know. Yo, with a name like James Brown, he better do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, but we 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 lost him uh, for the playoffs and. Um, Wound up, you know, losing to a really good team. I think they met St. Raymond's in the championship game. So that was Malloy, you yeah. said, right? Okay. With Wendell Gibson and John Sickrick and my guy Kevin Hamilton. Uh, I don't think Yada, or maybe Marlon Smith was on that team. Marlon was my backcourt partner at the Gauchos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know if Yada was on that team. So you were still ga- with the Gauchos. So you've been with Gauchos at that point for eight, nine, ten years, more, more. So, so you stayed the, the course with them. You've been playing at Ohalos now. What, what were you playing elsewhere as well? I mean, as far as teams go, those consume most of your time playing, right? Yeah. Um, well, you want to backtrack a little yeah, further? Let's do I it. guess I don't. Know. How long we got? As long as you want. Try to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we got about 50 more questions. We still haven't talked about Ohalos as a coach, so you better. Yeah. No, we did. We did. No, no, no. Not, actually, not, I want to go really. in. This is, I want to go in. Right, <laughs> Especially about this year. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. This year was pretty cool. Um, my father's uh, co-founded with the same guy, Freddie Crawford. Right. Mm-hmm. Instrumental. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> um, the National Association of Each One Teach One. Oh. So known as Each One Teach One. Uh, Which you're affiliated with now, right? You like run some part of it? I, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I help out a lot. Yo, I had him pull it out of you, man. I help out a lot. Okay. Uh, my brother and I and my sister from from far, mm-hmm. and she uh, lives out of state. We uh, we run the the Bob McCullough Day Camp Okay. in the summertime, Monday through Thursdays, 530 to 830 for ages 6 to 13. Mm. Boys uh, and girls? Boys and girls. Uh, fundamentals. So we could bring guys like Gerald out and Jesse Sapp and, you know, different guys who play the game. Steve Bird has come out, coaches, uh, come out and talk to the kids, give them, you know, their perspective. We have J.C. Mathis, um, J.C. Mathis, mm-hmm. um, a few other guys I can't mention. Uh, Andre McCullough came out, uh, tried to get Chris to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, Kareem Canty, he's from the area. So, uh, oh, Nunu, Kareem Nunu Canty, a lot of people know him as okay. Nunu. So, you know, um, those guys have, you know, come out, spoken to the kids, uh, some home globe trotters, uh, uh, Cheese, Burley mm-hmm. Chisholm, you know, he's come out. Uh, Eric Jones, Jerry McCullough, those <laughs> Your fake cousin. You better come. What did you call him? What do you call him? No, Jerry, big little cousin. <laughs> Jerry came out and he spoke the same way that he spoke. You know, um, on the podcast. Yeah, on the podcast. You listen to it. It's coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you low know, key. Uh, and uh, you know, so we we teach the fundamentals, dribbling, all those different essentials, and and you've been and with them. Give back for. I mean, you've been participating in that regard for a long time been with them all my life okay. <laughs> but like as a coach and teacher i mean obviously as a participant but um they they made me coach at nine years old oh shit. wow okay wow that's you know, crazy i couldn't play in a tournament um so they they made me coach you know my team i helped coaching you know, i wasn't really coaching but right. i was my brother was better at it than i was okay you know but um but uh, I just been around, I guess. But uh, doing that since I was in college, I think two thousand and four or five. So we wanted to, uh, my father wanted to start something up uh, to help the summer youth, mm-hmm. uh, age guys that are in summer school, because um, summer youth employment program didn't have much for for those guys that were in summer school that get out at oh, like 12 o'clock or whatever the case is or mm-hmm. 1 o'clock. So he wanted to start up a program that started in the evening that those guys could get to. So I guess uh, some youth employment program, they they approved of it, you know, and we uh, helped to, I guess, employ uh, about 20 20 uh, youth. Every summer. Wow. Every summer. Dope. You know. Is that still the relationship with summer youth? I don't even know if summer youth still goes on. Yeah. So you still employ from summer youth? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's dope. dope. Those are only guys that get paid, though. So right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't get paid. So right. it's in our um, in our community that I grew up in. Um, each one, teach one park on 129th Street between, I guess, 
well, the entrance is on Lexington Avenue. Okay. Uh, it's between in the Harlem River Drive. Mm-hmm. So is there a website people can find out more about it? I mean, there's a there's a website, you know, or you know, I mean, you just show up. You know, <laughs> From five thirty to eight. Five thirty eight. I'll be there. Yeah, just just show up. No, no, no. Let me and tell you we, something. We start in uh in July. Okay. Listen, with right that, after the fourth of July. With that plug right there that you gave, I'm excited to go my damn self. <laughs> I might. No, but I want to. I want to jot that down because I, I do want to share that because I mean it's these. A lot of people don't understand how many of these programs are actually in these communities, mm-hmm. like in in our communities, I should say. Mm-hmm. And it's some people find it difficult to find them. Right. With and you know, and I think a lot of it too is a lot of people don't leverage like the internet and social media. To really pr- promote them, I know you guys have a handle and all that on social, but like yeah, I mean each one teach one ink. You can go there. Um, you can go to and that's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can reach my phone later on or whatever, I'll let you know the Twitter oh, for handle sure. for each one teach one. Yeah. Um, or you could just go on my page uh, at a h uh, underscore marv. I think that's it. Yep. Uh, on Instagram. Marv. Marv underscore McCullough on Twitter. And I put stuff up about the program and when we start different things like that. Uh, like we just helped give out uh, sneakers, socks, cookies and stuff to homeless or the less fortunate, mm-hmm. uh, fairly used. Uh, and it was a whole lot of guys uh, involved in that. A uh, bunch of promoters uh, do throw parties. I guess they, you know, Want to give back as well. Right. Uh, the round table. Uh, my brother's a part of them. Uh, the bakery. Okay. You know, like hats and, you know, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Some things like that. Yeah. So they uh, pretty much joined forces with, uh, well, we joined them and, you know, in, in that uh, event. Okay. You know, so we were on the west side and on the east side. Uh, where we were on the east side, we I don't really know the numbers because I wasn't uh, involved in, no, I was there, you know, but involved in the, what, the numbers that oh, okay. happened on the other side. But we gave out close to, you know, uh, 200 sneakers. So wow. just kept uh, pouring in the 200 oh. or more. Um, but it was it was good. You know, we do different things like that. Um, toy drive during uh, Christmas, Harlem Hospital, you know, children that are in the hospital around that time, you know, need a little, you know, uplift. You know, we walked through the hospital with the, some former Knicks. Uh, John Stocks was with us uh, one year. Uh, LJ was with us, Larry Johnson. Mm, nice. uh, John Wallace was with us. Dope. Um, Calvin Ramsey. Mm. God rest his soul. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, Calvin Ramsey was with us every year. We had Pee Wee Kirkland with us. Wow. Uh, Fred Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> but we're about, Fred, to go, Fred, we're about to go talk to Fred and your dad. Fred, Fred is a Fred is a former Nick as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and uh, can't really think of the, the other guys right now. It's okay. You don't got to do anymore. Uh, and my Ohio's guys, they uh, I don't make them. You, you know, let them know and then they show I up. I let them know, you know, if you guys want to, uh, you know, give back. This is what we're doing. You know, if you want to join, come join. You know, um, let me know. And they show up. That's tough. So, you got to let me know next time you're doing that. I'd, love, really to, I'd love to stop through. Okay. 
Um, I want to I want to take it to your decision to play ball in college. And I say your decision because I'm assuming you had options and you chose a particular school. How did that whole thing transpire? Uh, and I'm gonna let you name the school. I was just setting you up. Don't uh, don't give me that face. Like nah, I was. I mean, I just went there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that's uh. How, what was the catalyst for you to choose Iona? Tony Childs. Okay. Uh, that was it. But you had. I'm. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming you had other options. Right, G. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you had other options? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it was, um, you don't want to give them no, no there shot? There a few other <laughs> options. Uh, Drexel. Okay. Um, Rhode Island. Uh, and at the time, Yale. Yeah. I, think, I think that was it. So your uh, academics, how were they? Uh, you know, through high school and all that. I said Yale, man. I know, but I want you to get deeper. I, but you said it like this, Yale, and then you just like kept it moving. Damn, nah, I want, I want to hear. This is important because uh, see, the people that are listening to this, well, my, they look my at SAT one scores way. weren't were high enough. Fifteen you know, fifty. Um, nah, 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 they weren't high enough. Oh, they weren't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, they weren't high enough. Um, wasn't low, but it just wasn't. You know, they yeah. asked me or. You know, to to boost it up a little bit or whatever the case is. Mm. You know, um, and obviously they don't give out scholarships or they can't, whatever the case is. But it would have been, um, I think it would have been great, you know, going to Ivy League school. But um, I tried. Yeah. But it didn't work out. So, right. you know. So you hit North Ave. Was Tony I really didn't hit North Ave. I no. Think, no I <laughs> Nobody would catch you on North Ave? No, I mean you have to be caught on North Ave. Right. That's like the the central <laughs> way of getting around uh, in that part of New Rochelle. So, but um, in that part of New, Rochelle, I guess any part of New Rochelle, yeah. I mean, you just really got to go through North Ave. North Ave, yep. But um, yeah. So how? Tony, go ahead, Tony. Tony's actually um, and it should be well known. And he's actually a graduate of All Hollows, as well. Um, he's an Ivy League guy. Mm. Yeah, with the Columbia uh, valedictorian, you know, um, and he came in recruited. You know, was he a coach? He was. He was the coach. Tony. I'm no. not too. I'm not He's too assistant coach. Tony. There you go. Okay. Jeff Ruland was the uh, right. Was the oh, that's coach, right. That's right. You know. So. That's right. And he, he actually Tony was a big reason or had something to do with was Randy's he, decision as well. Big reason why a lot of. New York guys go to the schools that that he's in. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very influential in the in the New York basketball community. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he has a lot of history. You know, and he has a way of putting things together that makes you just say, "Yeah, okay, okay. I'm a roll." You okay. know, so dope. So you got there, and how was the climate? Meaning, team, your your where you fit how did that all it was a very very young team um but we were we were pretty good uh I went in with four of us four freshmen three of them my teammates in high school 
<laughs> I'm sorry, two of them are my teammates in high school and um Steve Burt. Mm-hmm. Steve Burt Jr. Um and they had really just disbanded like their previous team. Okay. I think they uh maybe that year they won eleven games or wow. something like that. And there were sophomores on that team that showed up. I was expecting them to be there and they were gone. So they literally, I th- when you said disbanded, I thought you meant like they you know, might have benched a few cats, but they literally got rid of everybody. I don't know necessarily know if they got rid of everybody. Right, but you know, somehow, but somehow it, was, it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you had to basically start from scratch with a new squad. Not really. We had um, Greg Jenkins, who was a junior, uh, Courtney Fields, who was a senior, mm-hmm. Macy Wolford. So we had some leadership. Um, we had uh, Steve Smith, who... It was his first year as well, but he was a junior college transfer. And we were actually pretty pretty good. What does that mean? You know, how, how did y'all fare? We were, I guess you'd say somewhere in the in the middle. You mm-hmm. know, the but Mac? yeah. Greg got hurt after his after our fifth game. So that that, that hurt. You know. Oh Charles was a junior as well, Charles mm-hmm. Henson. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Charles. <coughs> you know, um, so we were we were okay. Just you know, the other we were just young, you know, especially at the level. at the guard level, you know. I have a question about um, how would you sum up your experience in Iowa College? Like, how did you? I I don't I I loosely don't want to say the word regret, but would you have chosen a different path now that you know what you know, or do you are you okay with it, or it just is what it is? Um, I guess you could always look back and say. Well, maybe if I did something different, it it would be better. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you did something different, it wouldn't be that great. Right. You know, so I don't really like to, you know, mm-hmm. but if everything was on the shinier side, I guess, yeah. You know, you, I could probably say I should have waited till April to make my decision. Okay. Maybe choose a, a different school because we had a great season, right. you know, nationally ranked. Uh Played real tough against Westchester. Who had, well, we played a national schedule. Played against uh, Nate Robinson, Matt Walsh. Mm. You know, went to Florida. Uh, Nate Robinson had the two twins with with him. One of them went to Kansas. Uh, played against Westchester. Uh, had uh, Trevor Ariza and mm. six other guys that went. Uh, high or high mid major. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of those guys went to Georgetown. So um, we just played against a lot of talent. Shavik Randolph, Torrent Francis. Played against uh, a lot of a lot of talent that was being watched. Right. right. You know, um, Rice had seven Division One players on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were nationally ranked. Um, Right here in our own league, Alan Ray, yeah. with, with Deion Merritt and uh, a few other guys. One of my teammates, uh, youth and then college, Tariq Atkins. You know, Justin Marshall, all those guys, Brooklyn Queens. So it was a lot of talent in New York, and mm-hmm. we're walk, you know we're running around winning a lot of games and playing the national schedule, different things like that. So I mean, maybe if I wait, you know, something else would have you know fell in my lap popped up whatever the case is Mm -hmm. what do you how do you look at the landscape so even in your personal situation you chose Ohio's 
and you were likely considering another local program. But now, and for you know the last several years, you see this mass exodus out of New York, which a lot of people argue is the reason why a lot of people don't consider New York the mecca of basketball. It starts kind of really early. <clears throat> what is the difference in you choosing, you personally choosing a local program at that stage of your career versus going off to an AAU program? I'm sorry, not AAU, uh, uh, prep school outside of the city. Um, my father wasn't, or still is, an, an educator. You know, mother was big on education as well. So um, they were so big that I started school early. Mm. You know, so all the guys my age graduated a year bo- a year after me. So me going to prep school well, <laughs> was out of the question from Joe. Yeah. Uh, Go to prep school for what? Mm. What would you say? So, like, you're coaching now, right? So it's it's a competitive job in order for you to recruit proper and and recruiting. I say lightly because I know there isn't really you can't recruit per se, but you have to do your diligence. You got to understand who's playing and who's hot and not, right? In order so if they walk through your doors, you can start to understand how to formulate a team. How does the prep program, specifically when you're trying to recruit, well, the multitude of people you're trying to recruit are here or that you want coming through your doors of here. How did the external programs, prep schools in particular, affect the way you go about your scouting and your competitive opportunities? I mean, they don't. I mean, well, you sit there and you're watching basketball and you start to hear talks you know, oh, this guy is going here, this guy is going there. And, like, okay. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It doesn't really affect me being at Ohio's because we don't, you know, um, we we don't, like you said, recruit right. or, you know, different things like, like that in order to get kids in the, in the door. In the door, you know, so it's it's not a big issue you know for me because you haven't seen or or heard about any quote-unquote premier guys ending up at hollows or someone quote-unquote stealing him away from his decision to come to hollows you know um I, but do you feel do you feel your prospects of landing somebody from the the city, the five boroughs, or even you know talk, throw Long Island in there, are lessened because there's call it shinier toys potentially that that are attractive to some of these kids in these prep schools? No, that's okay. that's a question for like uh, Christ the King. St. Raymond's, Bishop Lachlan, mm-hmm. you know, those those are questions for, for those guys who, you know, um, a lot of a lot of schools have people from the outside programs, you know, on their staff and mm-hmm. you know, um I mean this is New York, so everybody knows everybody and knows where they want to place uh, you know, a student athlete that's in their program, you know, that's going to 
help them or whatever the case is, whether it's going to help the program, help, you know, keep an eye on, quote, unquote, their kid, you know, different things like that. So um, I don't. It doesn't really affect you. No. Yeah. I, I have don't. a question, um, <clears throat> not necessarily specifically about your high school, real quick, um, about your college decision. When you were a kid, did you watch college basketball? Did you have college basketball teams that you like one day aspired to go to? Or did you just like everything change once you got into high school going into college and you were just like whatever? Um, a lot of people, I guess, dream of going to a particular school. Mm -hmm. A lot of people dream of playing in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I was just having fun. Right. I was just, I'm going to play basketball. Right. You know, um, and that could hurt, you know, um, as far as your development, you know, different things like that. Um, I guess I was fortunate enough to have a brain, you know. <laughs> you say that in the sense of that that ended up being the road that you can actually well, head down and really conquer. Correct. But I, also. No, no knock. I'm not trying to say anything nah. about athletes. No, no, no. There's a lot of. But you were more realistic, it seems like, about where you want to end up. I don't know about being realistic, but it just wasn't a thought until, like, high school. Like, hmm. uh, when I talked about Bobby formulating uh, our class, you know, he asked, you know, they, I think we were in the locker room, asked everybody where they going to school, you know, got Sal, St. Raymond's. Like Bobby's going to all hollows. Marv, where you going? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> going like, yo, we need to go to Catholic school. Catholic school. Where was I, this? What what middle school were you at? No middle school. He was playing for the Gauchos. Oh, okay. 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 Got it. Yeah, I figured okay. that because yeah. you said a lot of different uh, players chose different schools. So I figured it was some sort of yeah. So yeah, we were. Um, I think we were getting ready to play against Riverside. So. And that's when he popped that question? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, and uh, I was I was thinking about going to Manhattan Center with, with my brother. Yeah, so. right. So the stuff wasn't really, really on my mind. Right, right. So, you know, when it comes down to, that's why you can understand why uh, people, meaning adults, want to quote unquote try to choose the right school for you know that student athlete that they're trying to help whether it's a parent or whoever it is and why it's important for that particular student athlete to pick a school that's going to help them you know be a right fit for them and I think that's the most important thing when choosing a school whether it's high school or, or college is trying to find that right fit for you. You know, um, when I look at it, you know, and how I, quote, unquote, approach the game, Ohio's was a, a great fit for me. And, you know, it really, and I, I think about it now, whereas um, I'll probably get lost in somebody's shuffle, mm -hmm. you know, as far as uh, playing freshman basketball you know, or freshman JV, whatever the case is, um, probably won't have the same path. You know, um, playing varsity basketball at a young age, it's like, 
well, who is this guy? Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, is he really that good? Different things like that, you know. So um, I think that's like a start, and you know, I think with that you probably start somewhere up there, and and then once they see, you know, maybe drift a little bit, you know, or you sustain it, you know, mm -hmm. depending on on the play or whatever the case is. And sometimes it goes up and down, you know, it depends on the season, depends on, you know, who you have with you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all a bunch of different variables, different circumstances, you know, and I don't know. I have a question. This is this will be my last question. So Your last question? This is my last question. I got I got a couple more for you. So, so this is my last question. You ain't getting I, off easy. Because you had that you had that, that wristwatch <laughs> looking at your time. I ain't paying attention to that nonsense. <laughs> he was like, yo, what time is it? Anyway, um I wanted to ask you about your season in particular, this particular season as mm -hmm. as head coach of Ohalos, how you feel Ohalos fared. Did you have high aspirations into what you attained? And in general, two-part question, in general, your tenure as head coach, like how has that experience been for you? And do you have aspirations higher than this in terms of coaching? Well, I guess the question is, what is considered higher? Is, okay. is college and NBA considered higher? Mm -hmm. Or is fair, fair. Or, Different program. Or are, you, or are you at that height? I don't I don't know. Um, again, it's like it's like the right fit, you know. It's uh, having this discussion uh, a while ago um, about job security, different mm. things like that. When you go coaching the college worlds, you're at the mercy of the head coach and uh, the players, the the AD, the, AD, right. the, uh, the conference. You know where you t where your, your team fares in the conference. You know, um, you know, different things like that, you know, because you could be good for two or three years and then, you know, you're out of a job. Right. Now what? True. You know, so is that really the height, you know, of it? Whereas the head coach is, he's pretty much getting the bulk of the money that's distributed to the coaches. Right. You know, um, <clears throat> and if you're in the NBA, if you're a head coach, okay, you get a million dollars, and you know, but you probably signed a five-year deal, so you get paid for a while, but you're still unemployed, you know. Right. So mm -hmm. what are you, what are you gonna do? You I know, love, so love those break, love, love by the way those breakdowns. That's a very good point. So how how do you how do you see it though, from your perspective? Like I just told you, I saw it. Yeah, but like <laughs> you didn't tell me what your direction was per se. Like, like are you, you to like? Do you feel like this is the right fit for you right now? You know, this this is the foreseeable future, right? Right here, right now. Tell you your head coaching position. I mean, it would be great, you know, to coach at any of those other two levels. Right. You know, there's no question about that. You know, so I mean, I would definitely entertain it. You know, sure. see what's what. You know, try to do my homework, different things like that. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, uh, I had a shot at going back to Iona, hmm. and uh, I didn't do it for you know some some reasons. I'd rather not you know discuss or whatever the case right. is. But it would have been great, you know. Right. They're they're winning, you know. Tim Clues is doing a great job. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I believe you uh, got the automatic bid, right? Yeah, yeah they, we we won the MAC again. Yeah, um, been to the postseason, I guess. The last nine years, 
Right. I think NCAA tournament we missed that once. I think we played in NIT. Mm-hmm. And Tim Clues has been great with getting talent and you know, maybe, you know, guys don't like, you know, his style or whatever the case is. But I think it's 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 switched up, his change has been up and down. You know, they shoot a lot, you know. Right. Um I think I've seen him focus on defense like the last year or two or whatever the case is. A little bit more, so it, it changes. I think he goes with it, but you know they. they Which win is actually it. a credit to him because yeah. a lot of coaches really stuck in their ways, and it's like, like the incident with Phil Jackson and the Knicks. It was like, no, nah, you doing this, you know, this triangle offense, and that's it. So it's, well, it's a, it's I a think good is, thing. I think it's more than Phil Jackson. Though, I know, with I know, the Knicks. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, good, good point. You know what? Let's I, move on because I'm gonna get hot right now. I love. <laughs> You a diehard Knicks fan? Are you a Knicks fan? I don't know, but don't die, die hard. hard. <laughs> he ain't die hard. No, oh, you I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan, All yes. Right, cool. The reason I say die hard is because... Because I am. Yeah, that's number one. <laughs> but I don't... For me... Okay, this is how I see it. The NBA in terms of generations, right? We're looking at now where I feel like people follow more players. Like LeBron goes to Miami, yeah. we're a Miami fan. We're a Laker fan. We're, you know what I mean? But I feel like from our generation, my opinion is like you're true blue or you're, you're true to your team. That's how like I see it. That's the dynamic. So when I ask you, are you diehard? For me, it's kind of like I want to gauge where you're at in terms of either you're an individual player type of guy or are you a team, team type of guy. That's more where I'm at with that question. Nah, my, I, I do like like players. For sure. You know, so sure. I, I would enjoy watching other teams. But of no, course. I'm a. I'm a Nick fan. For sure. You know, one, right. of, one of my favorite players didn't didn't play in the NBA. So. Who's that? Yeah, tell us. Nah. You don't want to tell yo, us? Yo, this dude, man. <laughs> yeah, where's, where's, he's going to tell us. He's just playing us right now. Got, yo, are you serious? How you going through that? Wait, wait, wait. Is there a reason you don't want to share this? Yeah, just because like, he's holding back. No, nah, I'm curious right now. I'm just... Like, what would be the reason? I don't Right. I'm asking. Just, I don't know. Being, if I was in your brain, clowning. I wouldn't be asking. He's just clowning, bro. You clowning. I told you, yo, this guy... Yo, I want I want to say to this. Have you ever heard Have you ever heard this before? Because I'm looking at your face. I got two names. I don't know if they've ever told you this. Has anyone ever told you that you look like Jalen Rose, right, in Michigan? You look like Jalen Rose from Michigan, and or Isaiah Thomas, the point guard now, not Isaiah Thomas then, Detroit Pistons. Nah. Well, brother, J- Jalen Rose, yeah. Like, really? you, you look like Jalen Rose. Rose nah. I'm talking about Michigan Jalen Rose, Fab Five Jalen Rose. Nah, Not I think, today. I think, he's it's, I think it's the shape of. Like he used to have that. You've had, no, but he said he, he's hurt. I've, no, no, he I've heard that. I'm sure. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm sure if he had a throw up, I wouldn't have this discussion. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this is what it is. So no, I, I never, I, never Isaiah Thomas. Yo, I, 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 I tell you what though, uh, I'm. <clears throat> More handsome than both of them. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I knew the Harlem was coming yeah. somewhere. Yo, came on, yo. <laughs> he came right out. <laughs> yo, question for you. What's your involvement, or ha- what has your involvement been with the Junior Basketball Association? Just a coach. For the New York Ballers? Is that, so that was last summer? Yeah. 2018? Yeah. Are they doing it again this year? I don't know. Okay. You haven't heard anything. So that's so that's uh, uh, LeVar Ball's junior NBA, basically, what, what he's been talking about you know, in the yes, past. Yes, 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 yes. How was, how was that? There was like eight teams, was it? Yeah, it was eight teams. How um, was that experience? It was a great experience for me. Um, a lot of responsibility, you know, in my hand. Uh, <clears throat> it's pretty much uh, ten guys just – Traveling, you know, um, different cities, different cities, 
whether it's well by plane and but then you know obviously we had to do some some driving and stuff like that you know uh getting vans making sure they're good in the hotel you know dealing with young adults who who are professionals because they signed a contract and got paid you know different things like that so um but it was it's like a college atmosphere for me you know it's like you know because they these guys are young mm-hmm. so it pretty much uh it it let me know that you know I could handle uh the mindset of those young guys of that college age you know um so coaching college basketball wouldn't be out of the question you know for me you know I don't I don't really NBA is a little you know different for me because you you know you're dealing with egos attitudes a lot of money you know different things like that so I don't a lot of people really don't want to deal with adults you know so does that does that right there specifically that turns you off about it like in terms of an NBA opportunity um, I don't think it it turns you off. It's just like it's a lot something. Deal. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot. You know, yeah, there yeah. a lot of egos and you know different things like that. Right. You know, guys who were quote unquote great where they were, or whatever the case is, and don't realize that they're not that great anymore. Mm. You know, when you know the pool, not the pool, but the pot has gotten very very small and. You know, listen, man. He's he's better than you. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you got to play defense now. You right. know, you got to set screens. And, right. You know, this is what you got to do. You you know, you got to make sure he gets the ball. You right. know, it's no longer you. But you know, and that happens a lot in high school basketball. I was gonna ask you. You know, um, because there's so many different you know youth programs, mm-hmm. uh, and guys coming. You know, they're playing on on there, whether it's a mom and pop team, you know, and you know, even if it's like uh, guys who are playing with uh, the New Heights PSAs or, you know, the Rens, those those teams who wasn't, you know, seeing the time that they thought they should be getting. Right. And then they go somewhere where they think they would be the guy. And mm-hmm. listen, you, you, you're not really that guy. Right. You right. know, um, but you know, it's it's just a lot to to deal with at that age. I can imagine. You know, yes, of course, of course. At least from from my perspective. For sure, is that because? So it's funny because you you spoke about high school right quick, and I was about just about to ask you that question. Um, and now, especially due to AAU and all these like different opportunities that kids get you know, in terms of playing. Um, how is it for you? Cause I, I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you're a matter-of-fact type of a person. Like, you'll tell them straight up in your, in your modest voice. You know, how do you think the response, well, how do you feel the response has been as far as your approach and coaching and handling and checking younger egos, if you will? <clears throat> they don't get it, you know, and I think it comes with time. Mm-hmm. So... Um, which is the reason why I try to I try to uh, reach the the guys at Ohio's that are young, you know, okay. and try to talk to them as 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 often as possible, right? As often as I as I can handle, uh, <laughs> you know, I can get you but talking, right? <laughs> before before I say, you know what, I gotta let you go because you know you just aren't you aren't thinking or you aren't getting it or whatever the case is. Hmm. So. Um, 
me talking with Chad Eward, who's my point guard, it's like um, he starts to get it. You know, but obviously he's young, so he, you know, right. he goes back into his stuff. But you know, I think I would like to think that he he trusts, you know, what I'm what I'm telling him. Right. You know, um, same thing with with Nick Johnson, um, who was the the player of the year in the uh, in the A division of the CHSAA, um, who's going to the University of New Hampshire. Nice. So. Um, those guys, I think they they trust what I'm telling them, and they they're cerebral enough to figure things out and try to be more realistic about about situations, about their game, and about learning or enhancing you know their game. You know, so when I talk to those guys, uh, and I I invite you know dialogue just to know what's on their minds, so that we can kind of try to you know meet somewhere whereas is beneficial for for both you know there's some satisfaction with them you know and there's some satisfaction you know with me you know as opposed to this is the way to do it mm. and you know in this day and age you know these kids have questions and they're used to uh they're used to asking questions and they're used to getting answers and right they're demanding yeah, a, they're demanding uh. an answer and <laughs> i didn't, didn't neither one way. of us grew up that way right. Right. you know Listen, this is what you're doing. Why? Don't talk. Don't ask right. me why. That's it. Just do what I said. Right. Dad, where we going? You with me. That's it. You, right. Don't worry about yeah, what we're doing. Right. <laughs> you, know, um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I I give a little, you know. That's good. Um, I invite, you know, a little back and forth. But, you know, obviously you reach a point where it's like, you know what? That's it. You know, if this is the way it's going to be, you don't like it, you know. Do what you got to do. Kick rocks. That's it. Yeah, to, to that point. No, it's not about, you know, kick rocks, you know, but is you either going to do this or not kick rocks, but sit down. Right. Because right, uh, I actually want to touch on that same on that same vein. You said, like, you would kind of, like, let them go. I wanted, I wanted to go deeper into that. When you say let them go, like, if you try to get to them and you can't reach them at the level that you need to. I mean, you still coach them, but right. you don't really try to go, you know, deep and, you know, try to explain to them, right. you know, different things right. it's like now it becomes um uh i don't know how to how to put it like all right you know do this it becomes questioning or whatever the case is all right next guy up you know i tried to explain to you right i get it you now. know mm-hmm. now it's it's like it's a, a trust thing you know what i mean you can't trust me i can't trust you to listen so right, you so. gotta you gotta sit down you know I tried to go the route of explaining to you or trying to get you to understand, but it's not it's not working. So you got to try something else. Oh, right. And maybe no. if I maybe if I back off, it probably right. you know, help you. Right, and that's another part because I feel like that right there. Even though I, um, for me that's psychological. Like that's like all right, we're gonna play this head game then. Fine, I'm the coach here and I'm I'm the, I'm the last line of defense. So you could do what you want, but at the end of the day, I call the shot. So I get it and I respect that. I appreciate that. I wonder now if you've had that same exact problem with elite level players. I mean, in, obviously elite in, in your case, your, your context, not elite in terms of like the next nice Jordan or whatever. But I, I does haven't. That make sense? I haven't coached any elite, elite level, player. level players. Damn. Well, no. I hope Ohio's players ain't <laughs> listening, man. I just hope because I heard y'all went. Y'all did well, y'all. Do you think well, you this year? The the reason why I say that is that word elite has been used 
very, very often. And I get it. I get it. Over, I, I, over I don't, I don't want to like, oversaturate. I'm just saying that your best players. Forget about elite. Never mind the word elite. Um, your best I mean, players. I was an assistant with PSA, eighth grade team with AJ, you know, Griffin on it. Mm. You know, so. Who played me, Stepanak? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. He he's really good. Right. When I spoke to him, mm-hmm. he listened. I get it. You know, so I don't think there's uh he didn't have an ego though. I get you know what I'm saying? I don't think he has an ego. For sure. He plays a game, he tries to play, you know, but he does have this fire in him. Of course. With, right. yeah. of course. Of course. <laughs> but um but you you reach other guys and sometimes or a lot of times there's more the the adult that is questioning things mm. that gets in, you know, the way of the development of that the child. development of the, the, the student child, athlete. You know, um, and it's like anything. I, you know, it's like racism to be honest with you. Really? You know, because where do you learn? At home. Should be the first point. I mean, it, it's not necessarily at home. You know, it just could be the environment. You know, mm-hmm. it could be something that you picked up outside of your house. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I mean. Like you know, your, yeah. your home turf. Yeah, I know. I, I thought it. Was, I thought of it as at home, home because in the building, like in your house right. specifically, initially at least. But you might not like what's going on at your home. That's fair. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. fair. What you're saying is fair. All I'm yeah. saying is what I'm talking about. Base level. You're an adolescent. Like you don't know what's going on. Really. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know. Um, and then you go to school. You know. Right. And then you For go sure. in the park. And you have different conversations with your your friends or the people that you're playing with or your teachers or whatever the case is. So you get a different perspective. Mm. So you may not. And as a kid, you kind of like know what you like and what you don't like. And it's mm-hmm. like, like my son goes through it now. Like, I don't want to do that. Well, listen, I don't really care what you want to do. All they text. So he's, he's two. Oh, okay. You know, so it's That's like, good. it's like, um. Just say he's a little older and he's doing that. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. And so it becomes a little bit more rebellious. You're gonna find something or someone that, you know, whatever. Like he, he doesn't like what's going on at home. So all right, man, I don't want to be here. I'm gonna go somewhere else mm-hmm. and get some information. You know what I'm saying? So and that's like the basketball. I don't like what's going on here. I'm not getting enough time. Let me go here or the adult, my son or whoever, whatever the case is. I'm gonna start my own program. Uh, I get it. You know, so right. it's it's a lot of that that's that's going on. Um, I coached with uh, the Rens one year, and there was a there was a player that was pretty good. I heard you know a lot about him or whatever the case is, and and I and, you know I saw him play. I'm like, yeah, he's good. You know, we went on a trip. Didn't didn't play well in the starting lineup. Wow. And I'm like, you know, he's better than this or whatever the case is. You know, and he had this, you know, it was a team that was already formed. And, you know, um, I was just a coach, you know, stepping in. And you know how that could go with, with kids and, you know, what's going on in their mind. Try to coach, you know, different things like that. Um, so the next game I brought him off the bench. And he played phenomenal. Wow. <laughs> he played phenomenal. So, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, he comes off the bench, 
you know, do his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be one minute. All right, you on the bench for a minute, I'll put you in, go to work. Wow. You know, and then uh, I get a call, you know, from an an adult. And it's like, why is he coming off the bench? I'm like, (laughs) like, yo, listen, you're not here. Right. Exactly. You didn't didn't see what I saw. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, we ended up losing out the the, uh, first game out of the pool. Right. You know, but their guards killed our guards. Right. We didn't have the guard play that could match their speed, their mm-hmm. you know, their strength, right. you know, and their their hunger. These, you know, they they wanted it and they they, they kicked our butt, <laughs> you know. The, and I was I received flack and had five people tell me that I was getting fired and I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know if you can fire me. I'll just wait. <laughs> I'll just wait for, you know, for me to get that call. And, right, you know, right. eventually I got that call. So I'll, okay, cool. You know, but, <laughs> but that's, I mean, he looked great coming off the bench. Right, man, right. You know, maybe if you guys were there, you would probably say, you know what, Marv, you're right. You're right. You know, <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. I wanted to share a, a quick experience. I, I was, um, head basketball coach for a fifth grade youth, right? Fifth grade youth at a, at a, at a middle school. And um, so we have our first game, right? First game. We, I've been practicing with them four or five weeks in a row prior to this game. My starting center was a head case. He gave me problems from the word go. I was benching him. He was running laps all day. Like, I was doing everything in practice with him. Like, yo, you, like, you're not going to win, bro. Like, I I don't care about winning right now. You're not gonna win this right here all day. I do. I'm a drill sergeant, right? We get to the game. At this game, every parent shows up. Mind you, they never showed up to a practice. Nothing. No, no, nothing. They never spoke to me. I don't even know these people. But at the game, they make themselves. Oh yeah, I'm such. Oh no. Oh yeah. Okay. Get to the game. Their starting center is a mammoth tank, a behemoth of a human being. I can't believe this kid's in fifth grade. That's how huge this kid is. It's a fifth grade. This kid is in fifth grade. I'm like, yo, let me get this guy's driver's license. He ain't no fifth grade. Right? My center, I just gave you the backstory, head kicks. I didn't start him. I caught flack out the yin-yang. I was like, yo, I, I don't want to play him, to be honest with you. That's where I'm at. I passed and I started. I'm already like, yo, if you see the court, you give me a kiss my hand type shit. That's where I'm at. But I'm like, you know, it's the kids' first game. Let me see if I can measure it. Yo, they were riding my neck the whole time. I was getting it from the refs. I was getting it from the other coach. I was getting it from the fans, their parents, the kids on the bench. I had about 20 kids show up to the game. I said, I only had 10 of y'all practice. <laughs> Who's okay in this? So I say all that to say, like, I get it from that vantage point. I played them because... He's fifth. He's a fifth grader, so I have to. I can't look at him like an adult. You know what I mean? Like, even though that's, I'm, I'm heated like an adult, and I'm running, I'm, I'm beyond heated as an adult. But I realize he's a kid, even though. So my shot in the arm was like, you should have been starting because you're talented enough to start in comparison to what I have to work with, and also you're the big, the lone big guy I got because this guy, you know what I mean? We yeah, need two of y'all up. probably, but, but I, I tried to make the point like. That behavior, and I explained to him, I said, that behavior is worth, for me, is worth us losing this game. So if it's worth it for you not to play, continue this behavior. Because you're not going to play. And if you, and that's what I told him. 
did it work or not? Like, so the sh- the program shut down or not? But you know what I'm saying. I, so I can't really tell uh, you. It it, it worked. It, right. it worked for that but particular like, kid. I, right, I think so. I guarantee that. I like that. to think because you know, like, yo, I put it out there. Like, yeah. he's a, what, you, you explained it also. Well, of course, that, that's critical because a lot of I mean, especially I could say for myself growing up, a lot of things happen to you that you don't understand, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're happening. And if somebody doesn't take the time to explain it, you you wander through life like yo, like with that. That monkey on your shoulder mm-hmm. when it was trying to serve a good purpose, but right. you don't understand and, it. And that's what I mean by these guys, these student athletes, having questions and, right. and demanding answers and, right. and different things like that. So I, I do think it's important that when you take someone out of a starting lineup uh, and you replace them with, you know, someone else. Mm-hmm. That there is some type of discussion, mm. you know, letting him know so that you don't lose that player. Because right. obviously he started, you know, for a reason. Right. So if you take him out the starting lineup, psychologically, it's like, what did I do? It's right. like he took my spot. Right. You know, whereas issue. whereas it might not, it might not be that. It might right. just be I'm trying to find the right fit. Right. You know, I have seven, eight guys that could start. But maybe I just need you coming off the bench, right? You know, right. For, you know, so that we don't lose anything. Right. Maybe this guy is just a a filling piece, mm. you know, to do this particular you know job or whatever the case yes. is. And these guys don't really understand that they don't care. They just just want to start. Mm-hmm. You know, they want that not title, play. I'm a starter. They, right. Start right. I get it. You know, I've had guys, and I tell these guys all the time, I'm like, you guys worrying about starting the game. Like, I want to finish the game. Mm. Like, I want to be on the court at Ooh, the end. That's a T-shirt. You know, it's well, like <laughs> finish the game. Five percent. <laughs> he already coming so, in. I'm gonna put your face on it. Ten percent. <laughs> you know, so um, you know, you you want to you want to finish the game, and you know, the same thing with the parents. They don't like the guy that I was talking about. Like, the kid finishes the game. He plays starters minutes. Yeah. He has a huge responsibility. Right. You know, there's – and they're probably thinking about it like, you know, probably like other people. Oh, if he's not starting, then he's he not, ain't really that, that right. good. Right. You know, yeah. right. because the pool is getting smaller. And that, right. that uh, goes all the way up to the NBA. Right. I'm not going to give James Harden all this money for him to be the sixth man. Right. Well, you should have given him all that damn money. For him to be your sixth man. Right, right. You know? That's a dope, and that's a dope way of looking at if, it. If, if you dangle that carrot to this guy, then he probably stays and still is that player that he is for the Rockets that he would have been for okay, you. Okay, see. Yeah. Yo, go ahead. I don't. Man. <laughs> that's that's why psycho- he's a coach. That's you know, psychology that's for your ass. That's why, look, I, I never thought of it that way. So my, my question when he made that move was, why? Right. Why are you going to? Well, okay, you want your own team. All right, cool. If it's money, then they should have gave him the money. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, I, and maybe that's why they didn't offer him that money. Maybe they had that conversation because a lot of people. We even had this debate on on, on early on episodes. Podcast, yeah. It was like, yo, that was a bonehead ass move by the GM. But in reality, there could have been that conversation. Like, yeah. yo, the money's cool, but I really want to own my own team. And at that point, it's hard for them to be like, all right, this is your nah. You got KD and Westbrook. Come on, man. And, and they butting heads. Right. Man. But I got to say this. I think it goes back to something you said about the right fit. I think that, in my opinion, 
I don't even though they're great players in modern day NBA, I don't think the fit was as great as we thought it would be because I personally feel Russell Westbrook at that time had like a, a, a complex like I gotta shoot 100 shots, 50 shots, which makes James Harden, who's a better shooter, take less shots. So to me, the style that they were playing was inefficient. That's my personnel. Or just maybe get another point guard. <laughs> no, I agree with you. No, I agree with you. I just don't think. I think that. I think this is what an NBA. NBA falls in love with the athletic, athleticism. They fall. They salivate. He can jump high. He can dunk. Yo, sold. Mm-hmm. They don't care about what it comes with, and so that's why I think like a guy. This is what plain example. San Antonio Spurs. That's why the Spurs was dominated. You go ahead and get the next shiny new car. We're going to stick with the old one that works. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to stop working for the next 10 years. But you're going to get the shiny one that looks real pretty. But it's broken and got no interior. Ain't got shit going on. And don't want to listen and turn off and on when it pleases. <laughs> shit. Turn on the car. It's a brand new car that can't stop. That's, just, that's Russell Westbrook but for you. Not, o- not only that, but then they found the young pieces mm-hmm. to Compliment. fill in. Mm-hmm. For the Mario Ellies, the mm. Sean Elliotts, mm. then the Bruce Bowens, like they they found those pieces That's that right. that would that would fit with those That's three right. guys. That's right. You know, uh, the Patriots. Okay, <laughs> you have you came in here with a Giants jacket. You can't. You want to go for? <laughs> uh, that's my team, you know. Oh. But <laughs> right. organizations right, or right, programs, right, right. I got you. Like, uh, I. I'm a gaucho, you know, but I love New Heights' program. Mm -hmm. They have education, you know, background. They stick, you know, with their guys. They came from the ground up. I remember when they were the Washington Heights Warriors, Mm -hmm. you know. So it was a level to what they've done and what they've become, you know. So I I like their program, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm a gaucho. I, I, want, I just want to, I want to say this because this is my take from you, mm-hmm. all right? I think you would make an excellent GM one day. That's my opinion because I'm going to tell you something. The Knicks could use you, actually. I dead ass though. One day. Dead ass seriously. Like, yo, there's one thing about, and again, coaching and then putting a team together. When you said, like, what you're worried about the right fit from a high school level, that's like, dude, you, you want to win. It don't matter. I'll give you a small example. I'm going to segue a little bit to the NBA real quick. I'm really marveled right now at the Sacramento Kings. Okay? I'm, I'm a huge fan on the low. Right? It's not my team of choice, like growing up or anything. But I'm, like, I'm a fan of the sport. You know what I mean? But I look at that team from this perspective. They have Mar- excuse me, Marvin Bagley, who they drafted right? You know, in the draft. Star kid. Everybody has high hopes for this man. The coach wants to win. So what did he do? He's got him on the sixth man. He's got him as a sixth man. Now, typically, I don't think every <coughs> single coach has the courage or the balls to say, you're the star, right? You're our brand. You are the future. Sit your ass on the bench. I don't think everyone, because they can't see the bigger picture of, like, does he fit right now with what we're doing right here, the collective? Or can you bring him off the bench? That's the same thing I attribute that is to this tribute Manu Ginobili in the Spurs. When Manu Ginobili's in the Spurs, every other team I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure would have started him. Because that guy, does, like, yeah. you can't question the talent. It's too apparent. But, but Popovich, I feel like, saw the bigger picture. We have, our bench is depleted. We already got enough guys that can hold their own Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. 
Let me get a, a firecracker off the bench that's going to come out here and ignite and you that. you know what's funny? I think Popovich even, because I think uh, he was one of those guys like, no, I need to start. I think he even told him, all right, cool, go ahead, get in the starting lineup. Mm. Right. And, you know, let's see. Uh, and, yeah. it, and it didn't work out well. Right. And he was like, yeah, you, you know, somewhere. Yeah. So you gonna I, listen to me now? You gonna let me do my job, right. or you want yeah. me to? Uh, you want that's, me to switch? I, I think that's. I think that happened. Okay. You know, to be honest right. with you. All you right. Know, well, I mean, I, that, I, think, I can't appreciate I, that because I don't remember that. I think even. I think even Kobe. Came off the bench, for Phil. Mm-hmm. Initially. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Because uh, who I like, uh, Eddie Jones. Yes. Was. Star. Was oh, that that's guy? Right, yeah, I remember. Was, yeah, initially, yeah. You know, year. so, and I think it builds fire. I think it's, yes. you know, um, you know, and like, nah, I'm better than him. Or I could do right. it. Right, but and it's then, also to your point earlier. It's how you do that, right? Because even in Kobe's case, right, he was fresh off the street, basically, right? So yeah, you you could argue that, the but Italian his, streets, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, he. You gotta set him up mentally to understand why that role means something. Because again, a lot of people don't consider you coming off the bench as a positive. And Manu Ginobili is a great example of how you can even become a Hall of Famer that way. So like, it's really in the the framing of yeah. the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Phil did that. Yeah, he, I'm sure I he think did. he has him reading books and you know right, stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. I heard about mental, that. Yeah. <laughs> mental work. You know. Yeah. Yo, uh, Marv. Yeah, done. I want you to get home and not be stressed out. So we're gonna cut this short. I'm actually going to do some work. No, oh, no. really? I'm what are we doing? School. Oh, you going? You going to school too? Yeah. Oh, damn. tell us more. What are you? Doing? What are you studying? Uh, Mercy Mercy College. Dope, man. Dope. Okay. Yeah, the master's you... program. Okay. Nice, dope. man. Congrats. M- MBA or? Yeah. Okay. That's dope. Ma- dope. Management. Yeah, he might like that. See? <laughs> he might like that. I was, yo, I'm hot on your trail. I'm hot on that ass. I know. He goes straight to that GM job. You know who's going to call next? <laughs> I'll plug it myself. I'm going to be the head scout, right? If, I show, if I'm telling you, game, you got to know I got game. That's all I'm saying. Yo, it was a pleasure having you, yeah, Marvin man, McCullough. Real, Thank I'm you thanks. for uh, sharing your, your story with us. And uh, go Gales? Yeah, all of them. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Iona, whatever. <laughs> all that. Check them out. St. Mary's, uh, everybody. Yeah, all, 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 all the gals. All right. But uh, um, I guess I'll walk away and I'll let you know who my favorite basketball player is. Oh, yeah. Word. Uh, he said I'm going to walk away. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm nah, uh, Jerry McCullough. That's my ah! <laughs> Yo, Jerry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.